Hello and welcome to Insert Title Here, the only podcast that directly asks the American Heart Association on Twitter and asks, Arrhythmia, does that mean that your heart is offbeat or beating off? (laughs) (laughs) This is the second time we've had to do this opening. He's laughing harder. (laughs) This is the third time he's heard this joke. It's just the way it hits. Like, no matter, like... Full disclosure, uh, my recording software shit the bed on our first take here. <laughs> and he did it the first time, it's, it just took us both out. We're like, no, fuck it, you gotta do that again for the redo. And I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, no, no. It, 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 it slaps the second time around, too. It's, it's, it's like eating, a, it's like eating like sp- it's food that's way too spicy. Burns on the way in, burns on the way out. <laughs> anyway, I'm Flyer. I'm the uh, funny skeleton, if you're watching the YouTube video. I'm the funny skeleton on the screen. If you're not looking at it through that, uh, you can see more of me on twitch.tv forward slash flyer3232. And I'm joined by the other regular hosts of this uh, technical nightmare, technical cake mix. Hello. And Devin Voivio. Hi, how's it going? Wait, is it Devin Voivio or the fucking Pharaoh from Yu-Gi-Oh joining us? <laughs> funny. Honestly, it's, it's the same thing. It's funny that you bring that up. So, it, it, as you guys know, we're not too far out from Christmas. Uh, the day that this yes. premieres will be the Friday before Christmas. And I actually went out of my way and I purchased... Uh, I was getting gifts at, at uh, Five Below just for stocking stuff or stuff. And... Yeah. Um, while we were there, they have a little Yugi and little Kaiba plush, like little little Kaiba pillows, like chibi Aww. pillows of them. And I picked them both up, and I immediately started doing the Yu-Gi-Oh abridged voices with them. And I, I just, I was just like, I was like, are you going to buy those for somebody? I'm like, yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So I'm just I, like, I, I got, I got this little Kaiba and this little Yugi. He's like, Yugi, today will be the day I defeat you. He's like, shut up, Kaiba, you're chibi. I mean, I'll be. I bought main gifts at Five Below. Actually, um, I found the Animal Crossing Monopoly at Five Below. Hell yeah! Like seven, I found it for seven bucks. There, I bought it at Barnes and Noble. We saw it at like a day later for like thirty something bucks. Well, so check your Barnes and Noble. You can find good stuff there. I I actually picked up two things for you while we were there. One is a gag gift. The other is a gift that you could genuinely use. Um, I'm I'm just gonna tell you because it's not like a big deal. Uh, I did mm-hmm. get you a a small a journal. That you can oh, use nice. for like for for taking new notes for videos and stuff because I figure you might need one. Um, but I am you throwing you, so. yeah, but I am throwing the gag gift into the journal, uh, okay. so you'll enjoy it because it's 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 pretty funny. Um, and when you when you get it, I can't wait to see your reaction. So fair enough. Fair. He knows what I'm getting him because he asked what he asked for. I'm getting him a card binder. I needed one. Yeah, he has for one. Uh, th- th- you do have to exclusively put female monsters in it, though, so that way to bind up all the women. Oh, my God. I, I, mean, I don't I... care if that election was 14 years ago. That joke will never not be funny to me. Binders full of women? What was it, our money and whatever? Yeah, it was Mitt Romney. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it like an album. Someone made like an album cover that said, like, our money, binders full of women. Oh, Christ. That's going to be one of those sound bites that lives forever in political infamy, isn't it? God. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? Like 2000? Was that 2008 or 2012? I forget. It, uh, no, 2012. You're it was right. 2012. Yeah. It was Obama's re election, oh. wasn't it? Yeah, it was 2012. Uh, what's the other one from that election? Um, the Zinger. The uh, Yes, we, 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 we don't have all these boats in the Navy now because we use submarines that go under the water. Same way we don't use horses and bayonets anymore. 
Like, I just remember that quote as well from that election cycle. I don't remember that one, actually. I think, yeah. It was around the same time as bayonets full of women. A bayonet's full of women. Bayonets full of women? <laughs> That's all fucked, don't you think? Oh, fuck it. Could be hell. worse. Could be women full of bayonets. Bayonetta? <laughs> no! <laughs> women full of bayonets. That just sounds like a specific battle in the American Revolution. I mean, women from a bayonetta sounds like, you know. Women full of bayonetta Sunday. is just like your average fan fiction. About to Women's say full like, of Bayonetta is basically the B plot of Bayonetta too. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, I, w- I wouldn't. I don't think I've played. Actually, no, I have not played Bayonetta or Bayonetta two because I just don't want to. Ah oh, man, but yeah, I think I got most of my holiday shopping done. I would have more of it done if I hadn't, you know. Oh yeah, a- uh, Adam assaulted Rudolph the Red Nosed mm-hmm. Reindeer on his way home from from whatever he was doing last night. Christmas shopping. How could you do that? Anything. Rudolph but, was asking it, for it. In my defense, right, I was not the like the car is mostly fine. Some body work needs to be dealt with. In my defense, he was hiding behind a bush. I was not going particularly fast. It was because I live in a deer heavy area, so I was kind of like already on the lookout for it. I pulled to the side of the road. You know, I I, I couldn't stop in time for it because I realized, okay, yeah, I'm not going to be able to stop for this because it's there. But I was off to the side of the road. So I do the thing you do when there's an object on the side of the road. You pull out a bit. You know, you you kind of go around it. I've already slowed down. I'm maybe doing 25-ish miles an hour at this point, you know? The reason I couldn't see it from before was it was hiding behind a massive bush thing. So I hit the brakes and go down. And then at the last possible second, the fucker bolts. Like across my car, and I catch the back end of it. So I hit, I smacked it on the ass, and it took out my headlight and a panel on the side of the car. There. So uh, yeah, if uh, if if Rudolph flies with a limp, tell him that he had it coming. I wish you'd hit can Donner. You Donner's a dick. Yeah, but can, can you can you fly with a limp, do you, or do you have to walk? Down I mean, don't even get me started on Blitzen. <laughs> Blitz an actual war criminal. <laughs> I've seen I've seen Blitz Blitzen's tweets. Fuck it, no, ain't no apology video gonna solve that problem. Blitzen is a re- look. There's a reason why he's known as Blitzen Krieg. Oh when fuck! He flies over Europe. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. I was gonna make it. I was gonna make it a less dark joke than that. But never mind. Fly set the damn tone. Holy ah. shit. <clears throat> Oh my god. Did, did Santa Claus get him through Operation Paperclip or? Oh god. Speaking of so, which, how, how, where, where did that Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer song come from anyway? G Naughty? I don't know. What's the origin of that song? Uh, you know what? Great question. Was it not the, was it not the, uh, the Rankin Bass special with the Burl Ives? I. Do not know. Apparently, it was created by Robert L. May. Um, older Rudolph Rudolph books Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Mary. First appearance, nineteen thirty-nine. Uh, the yeah, apparently it was from a book or something. I'm not sure where the song came from, but apparently, yeah, the the animated special everyone knows is from the sixties. Yeah, know. the Rankin Bass one. Yeah, they also did the Hobbit. Why did I say Gene Autry was Bing Crosby? I'm an idiot. Okay. No, no, I'm not wrong. There was a version of the song sung with Gene Autry, but it was a fucking chipmunk song. God damn it! Yeah. Fucking. Okay, so the song that ordinates, yeah, 1949. 
And uh, it was originally written by a guy called Johnny Marks, who sounds like he belonged in cyberpunk. Uh, uh, do, do, do. And... Johnny Marks, the first digital communist. Yeah, there's <laughs> notable recordings include Bing, Col- uh, Bing Crosby, Spike Jones, Red Foley, the Cadillacs, Alvin and the Chipmunks, uh, the Melodies, Burl Ives, and the Temptations. Huh. What have Earth, Wind, and Fire ever done Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? That, you know, I don't want to make this an episode where we talk about nothing but Christmas songs, but I would like to point out, I, I still have not lost one. As of this recording, I have not lost Whamageddon. I'm still in it. Fuck you. But yep, me. we're both in it still. My wife got me on the goddamn third. She was scrolling through TikTok and even realized it was playing, and I just walk in the hallway and I hear it, and I'm like, I recognize it. I'm like, oh, you absolute cunt. <laughs> and I yell, and she's like, what? And I'm like, what are you playing? And then she realized and let it the loudest, fuck! She could. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, Whamageddon is a game played by degenerates like ourselves uh, throughout the entire month of December. Actually, no, from December the 1st until December the 25th. Uh, the idea is to go as long as you can without hearing the Christmas classic Last Christmas, originally recorded by Wham! And, of course, of George Michael. Now, uh, I have been successful in winning this for the past nine or ten years, even when I was working retail at a big box electronics store. Don't ask me how I did it, because I don't fucking know. And yet, the first year I'm not working, second year, so I'm not working a retail job. I get whammed by my wife on the third, quite literally whammed by goddamn TikTok. Fucking hell. I mean, I would react the same way if I just randomly heard Wham out of nowhere. I'd be like, wow, that is definitely is Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. What the fuck? Wake me up before you go. No, stop. We'll get DMCA claim. Stop, 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 stop. Don't listen to this one. <laughs> I, I'm glad you think my singing is that good. Oh, no, I don't. I also want you to stop singing because that was god-awful. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure George Michael is just generating electricity in his grave for all the rolling he's doing. You know you died on Christmas? Yeah, I know. I made the joke to my mom. It was really pissed her off. I said, Mom, George Michael passed away. She's like, oh, no. I'm like, I guess this really was. This last Christmas. And she just gave me this ah! look. And I'm like, I'll shut up now. Yeah, no, you died. I remember, like, driving back from uh, Christmas with Liz's family one year. And just on the, they had the, my mother-in-law had the radio on. And just like, and today in sad news, George Michael, uh, best known for his music career, has passed away. And I'm like... Uh, how the fuck did that happen on Christmas? That's what a are the shit odds? day to go. Oh, actually, I was like, what are the odds? And then we're going to think about it. It's like, oh, well, 1 in 100, 365, really. So the, the worst one I've heard of is William Shakespeare's death. Did you know, do you know when he died? No. On his birthday, midway through his birthday party. That sucks. Yeah, what a way to ruin the fucking vibe, dude. <laughs> bro, you just... Party foul? <laughs> Dying on your birthday, bro? <laughs> the ultimate party foul. Now we got to pickle you in gin. What? Which is worse, spilling a beer or dying on your birthday? Now, hold on a minute. Shakespeare was a notorious jackass, so potentially him dying during his birthday party was a mood lifter. <laughs> uh, oh, thank fucking Christ. You don't have to listen to his play anymore. Why, why is Shakespeare hanging out with Scotsman? Why not? Why not? He's only a degenerate people, drunk. Only people that can tolerate him? With? Yeah. Have you seen most of London? No, I try not to. Yeah, I don't yeah. even want to imagine London back then. You want me to imagine London right now? <laughs> imagine both. It doesn't get any better. 
What part of we don't want to imagine it does we not get, Adam? Ah, oh, dearie, man. The only downside of London is that the tower is not big enough to house the whole population. Toy. <laughs> I still, I still remember the jokes where people were were just like, "What was it? It's like a second bus has hit Big Ben." Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, but um, they hit the fucking Parliament building. <laughs> wouldn't be the first time someone's tried to take out the Parliament building. To be fair. Yeah, I'm aware. We know about Guy Fawkes. <laughs> yeah, and it, it even he he wasn't even the first to try. He and should have it. succeeded. Yeah, you know, there was um ah uh, I think it was the 80s. The IRA had like no, it wasn't. It so it wasn't Parliament Building. It was Number Ten. The uh, IRA had a van full of fertilizer parked outside of Number Ten Downing Street for like 24 hours when I realized that that van should. Have hold been on a minute. Hold 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 on a minute. You said Guy Fawkes wasn't even the first guy to talk about it, and you're now describing a thing that would have happened 500 years afterwards. Yeah, yeah, uh, and they. Uh, Please explain to me how that makes it earlier than the first one. Because my brain is a scattered mess, and I got sidetracked with a different story. But yeah, no, I'm trying to. Someone used to try to do it like a hundred years before Guy Fawkes did. I'm trying to remember who the hell it was. Um, but he didn't have the cool anonymous mask. Ah, uh, I can't remember because Guy Fawkes was smart about. It. I say smart about it until he got caught. Um. Guy Fawkes was smart about it in that he basically int- intended to basically blow the foundations of the building cave on himself. This other guy was really dumb and tried burning it down. Um, well, you- from the outside, it's a stone building. Good luck, dumbass. Well, you got to remember that Guy Fawkes was defeated not by the ingenuity and the cleverness of the uh, guards of the Parliament building, but by the regular uh, Catholic Karens that would have seen him rowing across the Thames with the barrels full of gunpowder. Well, wait, 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 rowing across he the He was what? caught by the neighborhood guard. Rowing the neighborhood watch. The what? The thems. It's the it's it's the Thames. The Thames. The the Thames. Damn. The Thammies. Oh my I thought Guy Fox was gonna was was uh stopped by James McTeague. Is that the guy who directed no. that movie? No, it was the um the, the ones behind the, the Matrix movies did Viva Vendetta, didn't they? The Wachowskis? The Wachowskis. I think it was them. I think it was the well, I think they produced it. I know they were involved. I remember them being involved. It's an yeah, alright film. Right. No, the screen the, the screenplay was done by the Wachowskis. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And Alan Moore said it was a gigantic pile of shit. <clears throat> and he might not be wrong, to be fair with you. <laughs> well, you know, Alan Moore also said that it was very appropriate to watch and read dog shit, so he probably thought it was a great experience. <laughs> I love Alan Moore. He's like one of my heroes. Every uh, time I think of Alan Moore, I just think about that Halloween picture where he's has the face painted. He's the mandrel. The mandrel? <laughs> yeah, you don't know that picture? No. Well, now I gotta give it to you. The only mandrel I know of is Spark Mandrel. The only mandrel I know of is the 70s jazz band, Mandrel. <laughs> the, uh, whatever I think of Alan Moore, all I remember is, oddly enough, I always remember Christmas time with the guy. Because every uh, year in his local area of Northampton, uh, he donates, I forget how many turkeys to the local uh, local homeless shelter and food bank. I forget. It's, it's something crazy like, a, like at least a few hundred every single year. It's just really sweet. The guy's the guy is sworn off the industry. He's sworn off Hollywood. You know, he's uh, Jesus. off doing witchcraft with his two wives and just being 
goofy, fun Alan Moore. Wow, Alan Moore, how come your mom lets you have two wives? Uh, I mean, do you want the answer for that? No. Because he wrote the best comic of all time, Watchmen. Like, the man can do what the fuck he wants, right? Oh my god. Yeah, no, the man's, the man's a vibe. The man's a hero of mine. He's not the ultimate hero. He's definitely a hero of mine. I can live with also that. Also appeared in The Simpsons. Also appeared on The Simpsons. But we don't talk about that. Oof. We don't, we don't talk about The Simpsons at all recently. Let's let's just let's be real. Yeah. I, What's going I'm, on with that? I'm not sure if you've heard Marge's voice actress in the last couple of years, but um, nope. it turns out uh, voice acting a character who sounds like she gargled rocks for the first like 12 years of her life kind of does a number on your throat. And maybe you should stop doing it after, oh, I don't know, 30 fucking years. Uh, yeah, I heard about her because she, to be fair, the voice actress is also quite old, isn't she? I forget how old she is now. She's got to be in her. I, I, I got me at least in her 60s. I think she's older than that. Hang on. Marge Simpson voice uh, actress. Yeah, Julie. Uh, Julie. Julie Kavner. Uh, yeah. She's seventy-two. Yeah, it might be time to just like okay. Here's the thing. Here, here's here's my thing. Are they gonna stop airing The Simpsons? Like they they have to, right? Not if they can help it. Like, the, what's the point? It's like it's it's to people. Okay, genuine question. For, for anybody, I, I don't care. But, like, does The Simpsons still have, like, a strong, like, w- like, like, TV presence? Like, do people still, like, watch The Simpsons? Like, like the newer episodes? So, looking over season 33 of The Simpsons, uh, which is the most recent one I can find details of right now, uh, it looks like it attracted an average audience of do at least two million viewers per really uh, per episode. Yeah, uh, the highest one was the highest uh, ever watched episode was the initial episode, which came in at four point one million, and the lowest was episode looks like episode four here. With 1.157 million, so yeah, it looks like it still pretty consistently draws in like anything between one to four million viewers per episode, which is kind of crazy because like no one, uh, I'm not gonna say no one cares about The Simpsons anymore because like that that's a lie, you know? No, I mean I, 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 I just read the numbers. Very yeah. obviously, about one to four million people do. That's yeah. shocking because like. I'm not saying it because I don't watch TV anymore. I know people still watch television, but like in this current day and age, it is a very heavy streaming like world. But yeah. I mean, because I, I know my father-in-law, he he still watches television, but he also watches a lot of stuff on Netflix. Like my my father-in-law, love the guy to death. He is the type of guy that will just put some video, some random movie on Netflix and just watch it while having dinner and, and drinking a beer. And it's just like, I want to, I want to pick his brain sometimes when it comes to like the films he watches. Cause like, I feel like he is the type of person that these studios and these, and these executives are trying to advertise to because he'll just, yeah. he'll just watch anything. It's like, and, so, and like, cause I noticed the difference between me and him and it's just like, so, so mm-hmm. we were watching, this Murderville Christmas special. And I don't know if you guys have heard of Murderville or whatever the hell it is, but apparently, okay. 
So apparently what Murderville is, it is a series on Netflix where they have a cast of, of actors who are doing sketch comedy. Um, okay. And of these actors, there's like there's usually a murder that's happening like on the set, like somebody dies like in the, in the episode. And in order to solve the murder, they bring in two actors who have no clue what's going on. They have no lines. They have no prior knowledge of the script or anything like that. And they're brought in. They have to solve the mystery. And this episode, the Christmas special, was really good because they had Jason Bateman and um, Maya Rudolph. And I and and if you know me, I love those actors. I love uh, I love love Arrested Development. Uh, I really liked Maya Rudolph in The Good Place. Uh, and apparently, in the new show she's in, uh, I don't remember what show it's called, but apparently it's really good too. I want to check that out. Yeah. But and I was really enjoying it. It was really funny. The comedy was great. Watching Jason Bateman play off Will Arnett like they used to in the rest of development was great. Maya Rudolph coming in and 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 it's, just, it's really a fun time. If you if you want to watch it, go ahead. However, at the end they introduced another actor and it was uh, Pete Davidson, mm. and I was like, he's not funny. I he, he they brought him in at the end. He was not funny. He almost fucked up the last scene too, and it, it just—it was just bad all around when he got there. Like my enjoyment of the episode tanked like a fucking rock in water, man. Like it was like whoosh, gone. Like because it's just like I see that man, and I'm just like, I don't. I, you're not funny. I don't think yeah. you're funny. And why? Why are you here? I just no. Go away. It was, it was a bad time at the end. Yeah, speaking of not funny, the highest rated television show as in terms of uh terms of viewership that is, which is how American television shows seem to be uh Don't say Big ranked, Bang um is Young Sheldon. What uh, the spin-off fuck? Of the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, with an average same, audience of 7 million people and like I'm actually looking it looks like obviously the trend of cable is definitely going down in viewership uh where streaming services are taking off. Uh, it's not the highest rated thing of uh, this television season, I guess, how Americans... I don't know how that works in the States. Uh, I mean, the highest rated thing uh, is, uh, act surprise, it was the World Cup final. Oh, um, wow. Which, what are the odds? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. World Cup final being the most rated thing, most watched thing. Yeah. Wow. What are the fucking 16, odds? Yeah, 16.7 million viewers, which makes sense. Uh, <laughs> but to be fair, I was also on two channels. English was on Fox Sports, and the Spanish was on television. Yeah, also global but, thing. Yeah, yeah, but like it's a, it, that surprises me because like I, it just I don't know. The, the, it looks like the average television viewership has just crashed in recent years. So it would be interesting to have a TV exec pick your father-in-law's brain because what keeps him from just not? keeping cable and just getting a cheaper streaming plan you know what, what's keeping him from youtube tv what's keeping him from hulu what's keeping him from whatever the other one's called that i forget off the top of my head you know i you know that's a great question because like he we just got cable through spectrum because i i convinced him to get better internet and um he you know it's it's better you know the internet here is, is a lot better now than what it was because you, you know how bad it is currently yeah. It was better than how it was. So, so yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it's just really interesting because it's just like I, I don't, I, I don't watch TV anymore. You know, I, I really don't. Like, because like when you work for a company that makes TV their whole thing, you kind of stop giving a shit about television. You, you, and 
they really want you to be like, yeah, no, talk to the people about your favorite TV shows. This is a great job for people who love TV. And I'm just like, I could see that. But I fucking hate television. I hate ads. Can't stand ads, you know. And it's just like watching TV is just a fucking nightmare now. Like, I can't, I can't do it. Well, <laughs> and I well, tried. So you know, millennials. Like, True. millennials don't watch TV. That's the thing. Like, the only, so it's an interesting thing from back home, right? Because we have Freeview back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like free television, which gives you some extra channels, right? The amount of millennials who watch it late night and they'll watch the same handful of shows uh, is staggering. And then they just won't watch anything else. They just watch the same two or three same shows. Compare that to, you know, to the amount of uh, streaming content they watch. It's it's ridiculous. Like you see some of these, uh, just, just a recent example, right? So I was looking at that Simpsons thing and I think the most recent episode scored an audience of about uh, two and a bit million uh two and a bit million viewers right now mm-hmm. i'm just going to go right now to youtube.com and i am going to go to just a recent uploaded video uh from a major channel that i actually watched earlier today and that is the doo-doo-doo. so the donkey this is the donkey kong jungle beat video uh from uh video game donkey has already got five hundred thousand views it's already got a quarter of that viewership and you're like, that's only going to increase. We're now at the point now where we're seeing these free streaming content on the internet is yeah. getting TV ratings. If I not mean, higher. you're right. I, I, I was going to say, speaking of like, you know, massive views, uh, a, stream, a YouTuber that I watch, Lyth- uh, Lythero, he released yeah. a video yesterday and it's at 680,000 views. The video before that, the Shadow of the Hedgehog video, 1.1 million views two weeks ago. All right, I got one. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at Alpha Red right now. Hmm. As of the time of this recording, uh, six hours ago, he put up a video that says uh, Mario Party, but we're all blindfolded, has a quarter of a million views in six hours. I believe it. Uh, Linus Tech Tips. I'm looking at the most recent episode on this one as part of that Intel Tech uh, upgrade series. Where they do the staff's uh, a $5,000 upgrade. Nine hours ago at 671,000 views. And you're like, these people are punching their weight with television. Like, you go back a couple of days and it just increases 1.4 million views, 1.1 million views, 1.9 million views, 1.6 million views. Like, this this is this has more viewership than your average episode of Family Guy. And because millennials don't give a shit about, like, TV schedules. Why the hell would I want to watch something on a schedule, you know? They, they said the ads out of the equation. Let's be real. That's the biggest thing. Devin, are you going to commit every single week at 10 p.m. on the same night to be able to go watch your shows? Or have you got something else to do that you might Abs- be doing at 10 yeah, p.m. on that Absolutely night? not. I would. I, I can't. I would not. Like, because it's, like, it's just like I like to I like to play games and I like to like, you know, yeah. talk with my friends. So I'm not going to be playing. I'm not be watching TV as much when I do want to watch something. It's probably going to be during the day when I've got free. Like if I'm not busy, like if I'm not working, I have nothing to do. But even then, I'm going to watch something on like on a streaming platform. Like I will admit as much as I fucking hate Hulu. They do have one of my favorite shows of all time available to stream. They've got, um, you know, what we do in the shadows, which I love that fucking show. And need to watch a new season of that still. Yeah, and then they've also got Letter Kitty, and the new season of Letter Kitty comes out Monday, and I'm gonna watch the hell out of that when it drops. Need to watch the new season of that. The only reason I didn't was because I finished all the way up to right as the new season started coming out because it was airing on television first. It was coming out one episode at a time, and I hate that. I just want to like sit down and watch like three or four episodes back to back you know what i mean i hate having to wait a week for an episode disney plus stop doing this shit jesus yeah. christ sorry annoys me no go right ahead that's fine 
Right, just give me the binge. Just give me the binge. Yeah. Which, and in, in, in honestly, though, I mean, again, I also hate the the dropping a couple episodes. Like, the like, we had this issue with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure uh, Part 6 because they gave us, like, the first, like, half of Part 6. And, I, and I'm not sure if they did a week, weekly release of that or if they dropped them all at once there. And then, like, with no fanfare and no notification at all, they just drop the next like last half of season uh, of part six. And I'm just sitting here like, why did you not care? Like people were really excited about part six. Like part six is a lot of people's favorite part. And, and the voice actress for part six, who, who I follow, who follows me on Twitter, actually we're we're mutuals, uh, Kira Buckland, amazing voice actress, by the way. Um, Like she was the one I saw promoting this more than fucking Netflix was. I'm like, what is up with that? But it's unusual for Netflix to do that because they're they're like the the uh, Puritans of doing it all at once, you know. Mm-hmm. They're like they know the value of that binge. They know people want to just put something on and leave it on and go for the whole series in one go, you know. Yeah, and it's and it's insane. It's it's absolutely insane. But I mean, shout outs to Kira Buckland, by the way. You, I'm, I I highly doubt you listened to this podcast. If you did, I'm shocked. Um, but fantastic job as jolene you you killed it and everyone knew you would because that's kind of just the role that you were kind of born for and and i love to see it you love to see it manifest i would the say shout out to that directly adds kira buckland with no. the video link no yeah. <laughs> do not please sh- added would- uh, twitter a uh, social media man you know what to do no yeah. don't I would say shout out to netflix but like the quality of netflix has actually gone drastically down in the past few years i've noticed this is not me like getting all preachy, like, ah, oh, they're making too much of this, sex or white. I'm just noticing in general, like, for every one good Netflix thing, there's like five or six just terrible things out there now. I mean, that's that. Back, 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 back to the idea about uh, the kind of big quotes the death of traditional media. Hmm. Markiplier got nominated for an Emmy, and that's virtually unheard of. Yeah, yeah. He, he he is basically leading the charge of what is to be big quotes new style content i think that's I, a I'm big gonna, deal germa uh, i can think of like I, I would say those two are kind of more or less pushing the boundaries of what it means to be a new type of i, I hate using the word content creator but that's that's the word we've all agreed on is what they are but yeah i mean it's better than the other word Influencer. Which is oh influencer God yeah, no, right. I wouldn't even say they're influencers like they're they're absolutely content creators and it's just it's just wild seeing a YouTube content creator nominated for an Emmy that's that's yeah you're right that's literally unheard of and I think it just kind of goes to show like the swinging go ahead no I'll, I'll be honest I kind of wish it was Jerma's Dollhouse that got nominated and not uh, In Space with Markiplier which is a great series you should watch it I mean I need to I, I it's been a while since I've watched Markiplier's stuff but I mean it's 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 crazy that it A shows the swinging power that YouTube content creators have like these 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 people have when they when they're making their shows when they're when they're making their content because you know this is their livelihood but they're also putting everything into it and it also kind of shows how shitty some YouTubers are treated. Cause like there, there are some YouTubers that put out great content and 
YouTube is just like, oh, this might have the F word in it. We got it. You can't censor now. Less money for you. Like, like example that recently happened was with, and this still happens, but it happened like with Summoning Salt a few months ago where he uploaded yeah. his Mega Man 2 speedrunning video, which if you haven't watched that, please go ahead and give the re-upload a watch um, where there was a part like 45 minutes into the video where someone said, fuck several times and due to that it was like it was like seven times in a row they were like fuck 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 like that just like that and that scene alone caused the video to be demonetized or 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 censored in or 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 cut in a way he was making less money from it and it was it was hidden by the algorithm because of it and i'm just like that is so shitty like i understand that youtube is trying to make this platform Okay, I guess it's going to become a YouTube ranting episode. But, like, YouTube's using the platform, and they know that they get a lot of money out of kids because what will happen is that parents will give their phone to kids, put it on YouTube Kids, and just play stuff that's for kids and walk away. And here's the thing. YouTube is not a fucking substitute for a babysitter, first and foremost. Secondly, YouTube needs to stop catering to children because they're fucking over these content creators. Like, this is their livelihood. And I think that... It's just really unfair to them. You know, it's just like, look, you can you can set this to where it's not for children or or it shouldn't be for kids under a certain age and then and not have to worry about up. it. Yeah, it's 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 bullshit is what it is. I mean, the fact that we have platform like this that will give you access to, I don't know, let me just list off some H bomber guy uh, defunct land. Like you said, summoning salt. Uh, who's another one? Tier Zoo. I don't know. Several different. Yeah, several different people, and it's just actively, actively kicking them in the dick. It's bizarre. It's, it's a weird place to be because there's. Where are she going to find this much... content? But where are she going to put mm-hmm. this content? That's the problem. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I. I I think the main problem with this is that uh, to be, I mean, here's the thing. YouTube is a business. Yeah. Start with that. It, it, it makes sense that they're going to make decisions that are purely like profit driven. Yeah. A lot of kids go on YouTube. Okay. Promote kids content. Right. Or, or, or Twitch. It's like, okay, Twitch, uh, how many thousands, if not millions of small streamers are out there that have, I don't know, zero to two viewers. I actually saw a stat. Well, they should be getting year. a lot more, but they're not going to because it's like, oh, you're not making the platform money. Why should we promote you? Hmm. And it's like, where do you go? Like... All of this, all of the competitors have now been driven into the dirt or like into the into nothingness because yeah. we've allowed this kind of I hate to use the word, but monopolization of content into like three different places, and it it's funny because to circle back around to the streaming thing. Do you remember when Netflix was the only one in this game? Yeah. Mm, yes. When they would like deliver, you could order DVDs and they send them to you, and then you send them back. Well, I don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. But but I mean, like, not even that. Like, just like how they would operate. Yeah, yeah I remember. The only ones that had streaming options as well as the DVD options. Yeah, because there, there was a whole bunch of different things. Now, if I want to say, I don't know, uh, watch Godzilla. Where? 
Yeah. Like like the original. You mm-hmm. can't find it. Good luck. It used to be on Netflix. Where is it now? Because now, now, now we're in the age where every... Because when Netflix came about, there was the problem with cable television, where it was like everything was just scattered around goddamn everywhere. And Netflix mm-hmm. came in, and they said, okay, what if we kind of like smush it together, right, in one spot? And then the big company saw this, and Disney saw that, and they went, well, I don't want that. Disney Plus... Paramount saw that and said, uh, Paramount Plus, you, yeah. you know, and all of these things started to crop up and it just became cable networks, but online. Well, I mean, you're also skipping. I, I hate I'm not defending Hulu on this one. You are skipping Hulu. And that one alone was a big deal because, A, for the longest time, it was free, free streaming. It just had ads in yeah. it. And then uh, yeah, like they, Hulu was there. Tubi is there. And they became like the cheaper streaming option because of the ads. And it was way cheaper than the alternatives because it was like 6.99 compared to Hulu which was like or sorry compared to Netflix which was like $10 compared to HBO which was like $15 compared to all these other ones so like yeah but you're right well well, well HBO is a unique case in this cuz HBO predates all of this HBO was like a 70s uh 80s thing mm-hmm. yeah and it was very that stars uh Cinemax is the other American one. Yeah, yeah, Cinemax. Those are the main three that I can think of. Were more of a, I hate to use the word. It's not accurate. Big quotes. Adult. Yeah. Yeah. Mature. I guess would be a better better way to phrase it. Yeah, but uh, I I know HBO. Um, so a lot of the HBO shows that aired in the UK aired on Sky. So Sky is the leading premium television provider in the UK. Uh, satellite television, as the island's small enough in the UK that you can use satellite and actually get a good signal. Um, the uh, the big thing with a lot of the HBO shows, though, they would end up being signed up to Sky, and you'd have to see have their package to get like Sky One or whatever. So things like uh, Game of Thrones and Recent Memory were aired on Sky. Uh, what's the, what's the other one um, that people really like? Uh, the, the Mob One, uh, Sopranos. Mm-hmm. was a big deal when that came out because that was on Sky. What was cool is they aired it late night after the watershed, so they were uncensored. You didn't have these weird, like, daytime edits of shows that you get here in the States, which is always throws me through a loop. Right. But, like, I mean, particularly yeah, with yeah, South Park, it was weird. Yeah, but you're also talking about a country that actively promotes the television license. <laughs> for B- BBC channels, yeah. <laughs> For the BBC, but but anyway, uh, but back to what we were talking about. It's it's unfair because like they have the punching weight. They can do these things. They can compete with the, these television properties. But like they're getting actively fucked over for doing it. I mean, I remember um, back when Team Four Star was working on uh, you know Dragon Ball Z abridged, right? And there yeah. was a point where they got hit with a copyright strike and almost their entire channel was gone overnight. And, you know, Kaiser was like, that is like 10 years of my life gone overnight. Or it was Kaiser or Lanny, one of the two. And it was just gone. And they had to get it back and they got it back. But it's just like, could you imagine that happening to you? Could you imagine like your entire career, your entire life's worth that you've been working on, the series that you put your everything into, what got you to where you are today it's just suddenly ripped off the internet because Toei Animation was just like, oh, you made fun of Dragon Ball? Uh, gone. Deleted. Go- goodbye. Without understanding the transformative property of what Dragon Ball Z Abridged is. Because it's just... It's... Yeah, yeah, I totally can. To, 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 play, to, play devil, to play devil's ad- advocate on that, 
yes, it's parody, but on the other hand, it's also just using what, what's already there. So I, you can understand why a conservative Japanese company would look at that and be very confused. There's another key, to keep, that key thing to keep in mind as well is that fair use laws do not exist in Japan. The amount of red tape you've got to go through just to show an image of a series, let alone clips from a series, is ridiculous. Uh, there's a bunch of YouTube people I follow who are based in Japan, and they're like, yeah, this is why I uh, send things to my American editor to upload, because what the shit? This is dumb as hell. Uh, like they, There's a reason why you see all these all cross-collaborations, mm-hmm. and they will basically go through that way. Like, fair use laws annoy this to the point in Japan where if you give away too much of the plot in a review, mm-hmm. the uh, company that put out whatever it is you're reviewing might turn around and sue you. Well, see, like I've written a paper it's on so on dumb. fair. Yeah, no, I've written a paper. When I was in college. I wrote a paper on fair use and copyright law. You know, so I've done a lot of research on it, and yeah. it's insane, just like how it gets abused sometimes. You know, it's just it is it is yeah. transformative. It, it's a transformative property. It is parody. It, that's why they're they're allowed to do that sort of thing with the content, and yet. You know, just because they don't like it, or 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 Toei is just like, oh, you're 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 using our content, or or however people want to view it, it's really not fair. I mean, like, it's it's parody. I mean, how is Weird Al going to be able to fucking record, you know, uh, fucking like a surgeon and get away with it? But like, I can't do a funny haha with Dragon Ball and, and and get away with it. It's like it's like it's not fair. Well, a lot of it also these Japanese Well, Madonna companies... isn't in J- Madonna is not in Japan. Number one, yes. true. A lot of these Japanese companies have also had it their way for 50, 60, in some cases, seventy plus years, and they're used to and swinging their weights around. It. Yeah, they're used to swinging their weights around, and the problem now happens when they come to this new digital age, and they come to an American website based on based on American copyright laws. And they go, hey, no, you can't do this. And then they get slapped right back in the face. And they basically, for lack of a better term, throw their toys out of the pram. Uh, we I forget the name of the guy, the much smaller anime uh, YouTube person who uh, got hit and ended up just deleting their channel because there's no way he could fight it. Because uh, it was just that massive from a couple of production companies. Like, they just do this. They all throw their weight around because they figure it's easier to basically bully somebody than it is to actually kind of follow the tier law. Now, yeah. more and th- more people are aware of it, and the Team Four Star incident was like a really visible incident of it happening. It was very clear what Toe was trying to do. It's a wake-up call. Yeah, and like there's been a lot more pressure on them. Google has significantly waded in because they're like, yeah, no, you're actively abusing the copyright system here for basically BS claims. Yeah. So keep this up and we'll remove your ability to, to make claims. I think the same thing and happened with like better, but... with LS Mark, who also does a bunch of anime reviews, which if you haven't seen LS Mark, I highly recommend him because he's pretty good. I, I like I like watching his reviews, especially on, on OG Dragon Ball. Not just Dragon Ball Z. There is, a pan, there is a man out there who reviewed OG Dragon Ball and liked it. I'm like, hell yeah, dude, let's go. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's, it's, you're right. I mean, a lot of these companies are abusing that and it's fucked up, man. It's really not cool because there are a lot of hilarious, amazing content creators on this platform. I will a hundred percent admit to that. There are so many people out there who make great content and it's just really unfortunate that they get shafted by the these these companies sometimes you know and and 
I wish YouTube and I wish Google would step in and try to defend them more. Like, you know, like you said, yes, you, Google did step in when when the whole Team Four Star thing happened or, or in when all those bogus copyright claims were coming in. And they yeah. did help put a stop to that. And you have seen it significantly less. I will I will admit that it's not as bad as it used to be. However, yeah, it's, it's a fraction of what it used to be. Because I yeah. used to get at least one or two bogus ones a week of people claiming to be people who own certain things trying to basically run ads on videos. I used to get a lot on my Sadako says Kayako video, which I think is actually the most viewed uh, review on the channel. Um, and it'll be like random Russian people trying to claim, oh yeah, I represent this distribution company. And I was like, yeah, fuck off. Put the uh, counterclaim in and it was always resolved very, very quickly. But yeah, it hasn't happened in a while since they uh, stepped up the, uh, the the verification claim thing. Because there's also issues before now where people were making fake claims and uh, pretending to be companies right. <laughs> and putting in claims under the name, which is uh, all Bullshit. sorts of messed up. But I was going to say, however, comma, the issue now is that YouTube's own system, their content system, is fucking over the content creators. Like I said earlier with the with the uh, summoning salt video, it's like that's bullshit, dude. Like you have content creators on here that are making content that pulls in a million plus views. Like think of the fucking ad revenue you're getting off of that one video alone. Now multiply it by like. I don't know, 30, 40, 50? I mean, like, how many people in the channel hit million plus views? We said, like, what, five, six alone in one breath? Like, there's more than that, yeah. even when we don't even watch. There are YouTubers that my wife watches that probably get a million plus views that I've never fucking heard of. I mean, the same thing could be said for you, Adam. I Like, yeah. there's probably some of your wife watches that my wife, myself, and you and Flyer don't watch. And they probably have million plus views. So it's just like, why are you fucking over what's bringing you money? Because the advertisers don't want to put their ads on it, basically. And a lot of it isn't that they're worried about another apocalypse. It's that the advertisers, uh, let's be real in this situation, kind of have all of the power. They're holding all of the cards. The second they say no, the ad money stops and YouTube is, you know, up shit creek. So a lot of it is that it's like, we want to control this the same way we control traditional media. Because a lot of the ads you'll see on traditional television, right, are time of day things. Because they know that, you know, they'll pay a premium or they'll aim for a certain time slot for a certain product to get a certain audience. You know what I mean? They're not going to put kids' toys on at 11 p.m. at night. Now they're going to put that shit on during the Saturday morning cartoon hour. Uh, well, okay, so you can take that logic, though, right? And you can apply yeah. it to a YouTube channel. Like, if you are watching content from... Say, for example, like what Flyer said, Alpharad. Okay, so we take a look at Alpharad's channel and his last like five videos or his most watched videos here. I'm just, I'm just, just, just like the last like week. Let's take a look at the last week. So there was Mario Party, but we're all blindfolded. My problem with Pokemon Violet and Undertale has multi online multiplayer now. So like hmm. the, the, the obviously the, the play, the people you would advertise to that are going to be like millennials. People who like video games, people who like Undertale. So, like, what you do know, you mean? Pokemon's played by eight-year-olds. That's a YouTube kids thing. We all know the. We all know who plays Pokemon now. Don't no 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 joking. No there. no no. You and I do. But does the advertiser? Does the advertiser? Oh, if that, you go to the man in the suit who's seventy years old sitting behind his mahogany desk and you say Pokemon, he looks at you like you've just said a word that doesn't exist in any known language and you've just said alien words to him. 
Yeah, that's. The he goes. That's thing. that's the thing with the that's the thing with the uh, the the the, 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 uh, the Nintendo mouse. Yeah, that's the big thing, Devin. That flies completely around this. The advertising industry is, for lack of a better term, ran by boomers. And Which is insane. You would think that they would want to be up to date with what all of these. Things. You would think that they would want to be on the cutting edge of all of it. No, no. And they're one. not. There's one of the boomers. They're starting to catch on. You see, like a. Uh, on platforms like TikTok, you see these hilariously bad corporate videos there, but it, it kind of is what it is. And now it's funny they have they have added like steps to try and get more targeted ads on videos for people. Like when you upload a video, I think since two three years ago now, it'll ask you, "Is this video made for kids?" Which will try and uh, work out what it's going to advertise to people. Mm. But yeah, there's there's what there's things they could do if they were to, for example, uh, let content creators put on their own age ratings like for example i would say my content is mostly suitable for people say 15 years and older for the most part you know i could see that um i could then maybe if the advertisers wanted they could be like okay 15 years or older they're more interested in this sort of product and bam off they go from there you know i mean it makes more sense from youtube and they're taking steps in the right direction a lot of it is though is that they don't hold all the cards and I think they're trying to find the best solution to the problem of both advertising uh, dollars coming in to keep them afloat and also keeping people happy, particularly uh, traditional media companies who want to throw these copyright strikes left, right and center sometimes. And the good news is it's it's definitely mostly Japanese companies at this point. A lot of the Western companies are just back the fuck off, particularly yeah. after the uh, the H3H3, uh, what's his name, bald guy, I forget his actual name, that lawsuit. When effectively uh, fair use on YouTube was written into case law. Yeah. Um, well, and and I think you're right, but like, because it is, I think that's probably why we don't there. see like a bridged series anymore on YouTube. Um, yeah. Not that they've no gone with the Japanese. Uh, I was gonna say, not that they've gone by the wayside, but it's kind of because like they had to. You know, like the only one I still I still think is going is like Yu-Gi-Oh abridged, and even yeah. then, Martin rarely uploads it anymore, and and uh, and and that's fine. Um, I understand Martin's a, a one man guy working on this and he's going through some stuff right now. Um, but, you yeah. know, I, I'm always happy to see a new episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge whenever it pops up. So that's fine. Yeah. But like he's, he's kind of like the, the website that back up so he can always just post it there. True. Know, case scenario. True. Um, but and, and you're right. It, it does seem like it is Western companies or I'm sorry, you know, the Japanese companies doing it. And that's why there's certain media you don't see anymore. But it's also like mm. a lot of um, channels are also like having to change the way that they're like they're they're showing their content like for example one has been game grumps because like the way that game grumps used to do their episode uploads is that they would say um you know uh game title uh episode number and then like joke title or whatever the hell it was you know back back i want to say like two or three years ago yeah. and now it's just like random shit and it, it's like it doesn't make any sense and you can't tell what game is what, but it's just like apparently that works for them, you know. And that's and oh, that's yeah, the, like uh, the uh, clickbait type type thing. Yeah, yeah, like like the last upload was like spreading Christmas cheer with a shotgun. I don't know what fucking game that is. And then apparently the the episode that said hmm. Wendy's was like the best of. I'm not sure if it was this year or March or or, or sorry this year or December. You know how would I know that? And and it's just like. Uh, I don't know if like any of these are part of a series. I don't know if any of these are part of like single episodes. I, I don't know. 
And yeah, they should take a clue out of the Linus book because, like, Linus Tech Tips also does that kind of title uh, out of forced adaptability to survive. Because let's be real, a lot of what they cover is not particularly interesting to the layman. However, um, you know, they still get millions upon millions of views a day. So what they'll do is, for example, uh, just to bring it up again, uh, Samsung is hiding this monitor's best feature. Dash, Odyssey OLED G8 review. So you know exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. We're going to be reviewing the Samsung Odyssey OLED monitor. Uh, if I go down, the fastest CPU on the planet, dot, dot, dot. Again, the thumbnail has AMD's Epic chip in there. So, you know, immediately, oh, this is to do with the AMD Epic chip. You know what I mean? they they got to take... I understand doing that sort of thing, because annoyingly, the algorithm definitely rewards big, dumb face clickbait. That's just sadly how yeah. it is. That's another another one that was going around for a while that YouTubers were doing was like um, like fake Discord messages between people. Like that was another one that we were doing for titles. Yeah. And like, that's fucking weird. I don't know why they're doing that. Does that really get them attention? That's a parasocial move, isn't it? Maybe it's just all people respond to. I don't know. I, I, I would love to know the logic of what people do and don't respond to in thumbnails, by the way. I don't know. I, I do not know. And it, and it's weird. It's weird. Like, here's one. It's just like a month ago. Skeletor working at a coffee shop. What the fuck game is this? Is it coffee simulator? Like, wh what game is it? I don't fucking know. Yeah, you could totally, like, keep the stupid title. But then also, like, dash whatever game it is, part whatever. I, I don't know. I don't really watch Let's Plays because... Yeah. I just have one like... background noise for the most part, and I realize that that that, that m kind of makes all my complaining sound moot. But at least, like, if I'm watching yeah. something, I would like to have like to be stay in the series, you know? Yeah, no, I get you, I get you, I get you. Particularly if it's like a, I don't know, fucking know, like a randomizer or like some random shit or some kind of challenge. You know what I mean? You kind of want to follow the whole thing along. Exactly. But like now, yeah, the issues with YouTube. This is coming from the the, the dumb YouTube guy here right now. It's, it's a fucking weird one, because acting like there's rules will get you fucked over, too. Like, I I can't put into, like, plain English what it's like kind of being at the bottom of the food chain, because it's def it's very, very clear that once you hit that 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours in the last year of watch time, algorithm switches on for you, and you start just kind of snowballing from there, right? It's just getting there. Yeah, uh, that's the hard part for me. Uh, the subscribers are probably hit in the next year or so. The watch time is going to be the problem. That's going to be the hard fucking problem for me. Um, so it's 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 a weird one because once you hit that, you're golden. I mean, you're good to go. You are off to the races. It's just getting there, and that's the fight you're going to have to do. And and it's so that point. And and I was gonna say back to back to the whole copyright claim thing. Like it'll knock the wind out of your sails if you're a small channel too. Because like, mm. case in point, our friend uh, Clinton, who who does Starcross yeah. Souls, his his channel, he got hit with a copyright strike on on his uh, I believe it was his Fate video, and like I don't think it was Fate. I thought it was a Gundam video he did. No, it wasn't Gundam. It was Fate, if I recall. I'm, I'm ninety percent certain it was Fate because yeah. that's what his his channel well, does. But an, like another bogus one out of the Japanese because yeah, like, no, you're doing a permission for that. I'm like, but he doesn't need it. It's it's fair use. 
Yeah, and he was doing review on. He wasn't. He wasn't like he was showing the episode. It wasn't like it was like a, a fucking YouTube back in two thousand seven. I'm in the search bar going, you know, fucking Naruto episode thirty seven part one. Uh, you know, ten eight, you know, four four eighty p. I'm not. It's not like I'm trying to. Not he's even, not, He wasn't uploading the fucking whole series. It was just like he was doing a review, and that's like, why would you like stop? because they don't have control over that review like again this is going back to what i was saying about fair use doesn't exist in japan and they're used to having it their way it's no secret that a lot of the time when it comes to the reviews a lot of these companies demand final viewing or final proof uh proofreading whatever it's called and it's just like in the west no no you would not be allowed to get that copy before it goes out you would find out the same time everyone else does what the uh reviewer said because that's just how it is in Japan. That doesn't exist. So they're like, this is an authorized review. We didn't authorize this. Fuck you. Bang. Like, he should have fought that, in my opinion. He really should have fought that because he could have easily put the complaint in YouTube and been like, yeah, no, and reinstated the video immediately. Uh, but that's... Uh, kind of is what it is in that regards. Like, it's, it's an annoying situation because there's certain things I have not covered out of fear of getting crammed. Because I just don't want to deal with that headache. But then again, I did also just do the anime games video uh, about a year ago now, actually, uh, and had no issue. So who the fuck knows? Who the hell knows? I mean, I think it's because the clips that you did use of anime were A, super, super short, and B, had no sound whatsoever. Um, yeah. Because I remember, like, what you did with the Gundam clip is, like, you just did, like, a clip from, like, the first episode of Gundam where Ampero yeah. gets in the robot, rips the fucking mouthpiece off the Zaku, and that was it. I think that's all you use. Because then you cut to my YouTube, my, my Twitter thread. Yeah. For the wrong series. <laughs> There's so many Gundam series. You yeah, you did. Yeah, you, you were going through double Zeta, not Zeta. You, or not regular Gundam, you dumb asshole. But to be fair, I didn't take Whatever. many pictures of, of regular Gundam. Uh, I also uh, used clips from Outlaw Star on the intro, I think, and I uh, think I called Sword Art Online cringe, which it is, um, <laughs> and some other stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 win. The funny thing is that when it comes to covering Japanese video games as well, it's a 50-50, because certain Japanese companies get it, will leave you the hell alone. Other ones, particularly one really big one, <laughs> they get really, really, really funny about it. Which one? Uh, uh, Nintendo. Really? Yeah, well, they've gotten a lot better. Remember they said the Nintendo Partner Program? No. There's oh, yeah, those? I think I remember this. Yeah, it was basically because they were claiming all Nintendo game videos, period. Yeah, yeah, that was a few years ago, and then everyone just decided, okay, we're never, we're not going to cover any more Nintendo stuff, goodbye. And their traffic crashed into oblivion on Nintendo coverage, and they kind of realized, hang on a second. They went, uh-oh, free PR is good. Yes, and they reversed course pretty quickly. Um, I mean, it also makes sense, to be fair, the video game industry is significantly more younger chill. than the uh, animation industry. So, yeah. like, they're way more chill the, about it, but, like, The funny yeah. part about all of this is when you consider the fact that you have the you have uh, Western, uh, like, you know, uh, like, Nintendo of America versus Nintendo of Japan, right? You have, like, the East-West dichotomy with this, is that you have Nintendo of America, which understands, like, intuitively that streamers and, like, reviewers and things like this are, like, mandatory. You need them. They are yeah. essentially free free advertising for yeah. your thing. 
at most you send the higher end ones a copy of your game or a piece of oh no nah, man you, yeah. you no know, like with gerard like the completionist like they literally did like sponsored videos with him for like the legend i think the biggest one i remember was when they had him do a try to complete uh like one of the maps in legend of zelda uh, or no, hyrule warriors deluxe edition for the switch and they were like okay like here's here's gonna be the video you're gonna take a train from where you are in california all the way to our headquarters in washington and try to beat the 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 majora's mask map before you get here and if you fail you have to wear a tingle costume or no it was you, you had to wear a costume of reggie's favorite character which was tingle and he didn't do it so at the end of the video he's wearing a tingle costume and it was great nintendo was just like yeah we'll, we'll partner up with the completionist for free you know for, for this and it was great i mean hell i bought the fucking game because of that video because i didn't play the original but i bought the deluxe version for the switch and it's fun I think the best example of this, though, was the uh, whole Persona 5 drama. You guys may remember that. Yeah. Oh, how, yeah. How Jim Silver and, like, Sega America had to more or less step in. No way. Okay. And this, kind of, is... like, shoved Sega Japan off and be like, no, 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 no. You stop that right now. Okay, now, hold on. Then they were this like, is, people should show is... up to a certain point in the game, right? And then they were copyright striking enemy shows after a certain dungeon. No, 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 no. no. It, was, it was just, like, from the beginning, they were getting hit. And, and mm -hmm. that was the compromise. Like, hey, you can stream up to this. Because Sega Japan was like on the warpath for it, so mm. Deep Silver and and uh, Sega America more or less had to jump in and be like, whoa, 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 calm down. Yeah, you can't you can't be doing that shit. There's no no no. Okay, fair use is fair use. It's absolute. I didn't know that. I I didn't know that that's what was happening. I I because I thought yeah. the whole thing was people were upset because they could only stream up until like November in game. But you're no 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 streaming up to November was the uh, was the compromise that the, the the American branches managed to talk the Japanese down. That's crazy. Now I think now I think that's entirely gone. You can do the entire game for the record, but like. Yeah, it was really fucking dumb, and people were like, "What do you mean I can't just stream the whole damn game?" Like, I'm if I'm that invested, in it, I'm gonna finish it. Like, and if you don't want me to stream your game and not give you free PR, then I'll stream something else. I hope they don't do something stupid with the with the re-releases of Persona Three Portable. It's like, oh, you can't stream past December. Or, or don't listen, past... if they do, just just don't listen to them. Yeah, because I mean, the fucking Persona 3 Portable is like a 10-year-old game. I'm going to fucking do what I want. This is probably a bad time to admit uh, publicly that I did uh, break an NDA at one point. What? Okay. It was for uh, Dissidia NT. Oh, fuck that game. Okay. No, 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 hold on. This is before it came out. And I asked them, like, hey, man, like, can I stream this? Because, you know, Japanese being very uh, up their own ass. And they said, yeah, sure. But don't turn English voices on. Would you like to know what the very first thing I did was when I started that? <laughs> I'm going to go with turn English, English voices, voices on. on. Correct answer. <laughs> oh, it's okay. And they got mad at me. <laughs> I guess they hadn't announced the voice acting cast yet or something? I don't know. It, it, it never, like, nothing came up of it. But it was just a matter of, like, Listen, you shouldn't include things in your demo that you don't want the people to see because it's the demo you're like releasing publicly yeah. for people to try out. Do not say, hey, don't do X when X is a thing that's in the demo that anyone can do. I'm, right? I'm going to be honest with you. That game, fucking garbage. 
No, it blows. It's so bad. I don't know how you take Dissidia, objectively one of the better like arena fighters that you can play uh, with a pretty interesting cast and, and fighting mechanic, and absolutely fuck it. They found a way. They did. Oh, that's real easy. You make it 3v3 instead of 1v1, and you make the arenas like four times as big as they need to be. No, 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 no. And then you also make it feel like the characters are flying through soup. <laughs> It's true. I do feel like they're flying through soup. It's so bad. Oh, it's just it, okay. Adam, have you played Dissidia? No. Okay. So to explain what Dissidia is to anyone who hasn't played it, you want me? You want me to cut the summary? I know how to do these good. Okay, you're mm-hmm. better at doing summaries than I am. So flyer, I I I pass this along to you. You here's the alley oop. Dunk it. All right, Adam. What's your favorite number between uh, one and uh, fourteen? Nine. Okay, so you want to play as Zidane. Mm-hmm. What's your least favorite number between 1 and 14? Oh, fuck me. Uh, Probably 10. Okay, so you want to beat up Jekt. Fuck 10. I know it says 10 or 10 to a good or wrong! Well, you're wrong, but anyway. You're there are no good double incorrect. Objectively incorrect. Continue, Flyer. Thir- Listen, alright. The Dash 2 has produced uh one of the better ones. I will defend 13-2. It is good. Anyway, to get back to the point, uh, what, what, where would you like to fight in your favorite numbers between one to fourteen? Oh, just one place. Please be easy and say seven, because I can do that real easy. Uh yeah, fuck it. We'll say Midgar. No, wrong answer. You mean Life the planet's core where you got the cool pillars coming up? That place. Oh sure, why not? Okay. Now you have a bunch of abilities. You got a parry. You've got dodges. Okay. Uh, there is a strange combat mechanic where you have a thing called bravery, okay. which is you hit the man, mm-hmm. but you don't do your like special moves. You're, you're doing regular attacks, and your bravery goes up. Their bravery goes down. When you get them past zero, they have what's called a I think bravery break. Yep. And you get the arena pool of bravery because the arena has bravery. It's kind of just like a floating number as you beat up the man. You it's use your like bravery to inflict. Well, it, it, it's it's an arena based fighting game, okay. uh, with uh, I think one or two levels per area. I think uh, zero, one, two. The sequel added more. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the point here is uh, you're kind of zip zooming along around the uh, the live stream arena. And you want to beat up Titus real bad. He's over there. You get his. You get the bravery. You see it glow purple, and that means it's time to enter kill mode. Okay. And then you do so your it's... actual special like attacks that you would recognize from the game. So, for example, uh, Cloud has a uh, the fuck is it called the the one oh, where he does like, the, the three cut. Yeah, braver, or the one where he does like the you know the three cuts and then the cross big slash. axe in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, cross slash. And that would be, boom, you just did real damage. Now that man's health is down. There's also summons. It's all a bunch of different monsters and, like, the creatures and things like that. From Final Fantasy. They all have, yeah, they all have different effects. Okay. If it uh, makes your bravery 1.5 times higher, for instance. Okay, this is like Final Fantasy fighting game type thing? Exactly. Yeah, but it's not, it's not Ur guys, though. It's fine. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. Although you should always bless the ring. <laughs> Oh, anyway, right. that's a 1v1. Okay, makes Now sense. imagine that everything looks like the pre-rendered 13 cutscene. You know, like that high, that mm, crisp. 
high quality Square Enix CG, right? Oh boy. It doesn't look like PS2 models anymore. Everything looks like that, but with that Amano twist, so everyone looks just a little bit fruity. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I didn't know you were going to say fruity. That's the only way to describe it him is. by saying the word Femme. With a capital F. Two M's. Two E's. Now it's 3v3. Now the arenas are three times as big. Also, the summons are worse. Because now, yeah. instead of just being a cool effect, now they like kind of come onto the stage. And also, and you're they... really, you're really, really slow. Yeah, you're real. I mean, part of the being real slow is that the arenas are real big. They're like I said, they're like three or four times as big as they should be. Yeah. Counter so to this, uh, Dissidia is free to play, but if you buy it, you get access to all the characters because it does that uh, Dead or Alive Five free thing, oh, where yeah, you have but... like a rotating roster. Yeah, but if you just buy the damn game, you've got the entire roster right there. Makes sense. Yeah. I think there's anything uh, with let, uh, that other one the... we didn't talk about. Let me give you the hot take on this. Uh, most people think that uh, NT, mm-hmm. which stands for network, if I remember correctly, yeah, uh, is hot dog shit. It I remember is. when it came out in arcade, some a couple of people were convinced it's gonna be the next big thing in fighting games, and it just kind of just died. Well, from what I remember, the arcade version is basically like the PS3 version. Yeah, but like you know, just kind of you can only do this. Yeah. See, I was one of those people that got Dissidia NT when it came out. Same. Yeah. Because because I was like, oh, I like this series. This is a good series. And then it was uh, bad. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. And you broke an NDA by not using the Japanese. That's so dumb. Yeah, for streaming it with the English voices, because they're like, yeah, you can stream it, but don't put the English on. And I said, oh, yeah, sure. I be- uh, yeah, I'll do that. He lied. And then I did not. I, I'm, I'll be honest. Like I, I like the city. I, I really enjoyed the city. It's a lot of fun. I played it a lot in high school. I played with my friends, and it, and it's just one of those games where I jumped in with a character I really really liked, and I just went to town on it. And it playing NT was so disappointing. And I, I literally, I was just like, can I get a refund? Because this sucks. This is so bad. Oh my yeah, god. It's not- I think I got a refund. I don't remember if I did, but I remembered that it was just whoo, so bad. I oh god, I hated it. Look, I mean credit credit to uh, credit to NT though. It did have some interesting character picks for like Locke was put in. That was neat. Yeah, yeah no, that was cool. It, it, I did like the characters it put in. I just didn't like the presentation. Whoever that guy from 12 is that I can never remember the name of. The, the uh, No, not him. The, the, the brother Arden. No, not Arden. What the hell was he? Uh, the, the, the guy that becomes the Emperor. I have no idea. I didn't play 12. If you play 12 and you remember who this guy is, don't tell us. Because <laughs> we don't, we don't want to know. We don't. I'm we, not interested. 12 doesn't exist in my world. Neither does 13. But yeah, that's, my, my point is that that sounds like a prime example of like just these Japanese companies do not understanding how Western influencer culture, for lack of a better term, sorry, or YouTuber culture or Twitch streamer culture affects 
like how video games are perceived by people in the West. Like, it, and they're used to having their own way. They're used to throwing their weight around, like arbitrarily making up the rules. Like, you can't do the English voices. You can't go past a certain point of the game. You can't listen. It's like no, like fuck off. If that was See, ever going to record, sorry. No, no. I was gonna say. I think the funny thing about it is that you—that's th- mostly common from like the big, the big players. Mm. But then you got like the fucking weirdos. You've got like Suda. You've got Swery. Yeah. I'll, I'll say you've also got Kojima, who are so Western influenced that they would, you, 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 you know, that they are Westaboos essentially. Yeah, definitely the case of Kojima. Yep. They, they more than anyone else seem to understand how the medium kind of is evolving into a. Yeah. I, I hate to use the phrase, but a more global idea. Mm-hmm. Because you got to remember, for a long time, even then, we had the uh, region locking, and that's yeah. that's basically not a thing anymore. Yeah. Because some of these big wigs started to pay attention and went, "What if other region could give money?" There's always it's kind of funny because it was always so funny with the Xbox 360 because uh, there was certain so the funny thing about DVD region locking, and this applies to Xbox 360, PlayStation 2, any console is DVD. Funny thing, uh, most DVDs by design are actually only blocked out of one region. Uh, it's significantly harder to block anything but the intended region. So a lot of video games uh, would uh, work, for example, in both NTSC and PAL with no issue. Now take a game which was meant to be PAL exclusive in Europe for a certain platform for, I don't know, eight months to a year. Like, a major game, like, for example, 2009's uh, Ghostbusters video game. You know, the one that was basically Ghostbusters 3, where they got the original cast all back and all this good stuff, right? Yeah, and it was one of the best Ghostbusters things that's been seen. Yes. Uh, So it was an... for, For PlayStation 3, it was an exclusive for, I think, a year in Europe. Uh, the, the the American version came out and people quickly worked out that the Xbox 360 version, which performed significantly better than its PlayStation counterpart, I mean significantly better, was region free. And people were importing that thing like there was no tomorrow. It was so funny. Um, but yeah, like region locking is uh, it was, was never that effective in the first place. So I think a lot of it was that it just gave up. Because they're like, yeah, I'll screw it. We could develop more into this. Or people are giving us money for game. Like, at the end of the day, it's still a sale. Hmm. Do it. Do with that information as you will. Hmm. That, I didn't I didn't know that. <laughs> but, no, I mean... It's literally specializing in it. It's really funny, too, because, like, even back in the day when they did region locking, like, with Nintendo... The funniest thing about Nintendo's region locking is that it was the way that the cartridges were designed. So oh, if yeah, you no, just so the N sixty four, you can look at the back of one and slap it on another one, and it works. Yeah, if you just kind of went into your little your, your your console and you just took a look at these little these little nubs inside of it, you're like, oh wow, it'd be funny if I took those out. Oh shit, I can play Japanese games now. What are the odds? Only issue with doing that on an actual console, and you had to you had to be careful. Uh, that is the time to stop dust from getting into the internal parts of the system. You can do that. That's the free way of doing it. I recommend spending $5 on Etsy. You'll find very people who will 3D print you uh, a replacement tray to take the place of the one with the tabs on it. Thorough recommendation. Good idea. There you go. That's all That's all it takes. And it's yeah, so funny. $5 oh, you in gotta do. 
it's I think just you can also just I'm sorry. You no, know, go ahead. You can also just take the back of an N64 cartridge and literally slap an, an American or a European one of your Japanese games and it looks good. Yeah. Carry another region slot. Yeah. No, but it's it's funny. I will I will give Nintendo props for trying, but also failing. You do have to be careful in certain games, though. Uh, older generations than that, because the European television standard for the longest time was 50 hertz. Not yeah. 60 hertz. Yeah, that is so weird. That's why issues. everything ran worse. <laughs> Depends on the uh, depends. On, a lot of games, well, particularly Sega stuff, was fine because they basically. It's a weird one. They intentionally designed the game at fifty hertz, and then it ran at sixty. It's it's weird. Um, a lot of it will also dual support mode. Anything further forward, like PlayStation Two has fifty and sixty hertz mode. It was ten sixty hertz mode because the TV was always going to support sixty hertz. You know. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, it's um, it's 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 a, it's an interesting one. That is to be careful when doing that. If you do that and mess up, we are not liable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't don't take what we say as as advice. Don't listen to any of us. We are idiots. We have no idea what we're talking about. Which is you know interesting because we run a podcast. But anyway, uh, <laughs> for real though, I. I, I never understood the whole region locking thing, and I'm glad we've kind of done away with it now, to the point where you can literally just play Japanese Switch games on your Nintendo Switch, and a lot of those games have English options too. Like you just want to play in English. Well, a large, a large part of it was I hate to give Sony credit, but a large part was Blu-ray because Blu-ray was not region locked by design. They they did. I think it was like one PS3 game that's got a region lock on it, and hilariously, it was Persona 4 Arena. What? Uh, yeah, the European version didn't come out for like forever uh, afterwards, and like well, okay, couldn't import it. It was region locked. To be fair, to be fair, with that game alone, we also didn't get the last update on on the PS3 version either. Like like because there was a there's an update in Japan that was the last update that we never got in stateside, and so we were playing two completely different games. And it wasn't until they finally re-released Persona 4 Arena for the newer generation of games and PC. But we all are now playing the same fucking game with... Wait, does it have rollback netcode? I forget. I think it does, yeah. Cool. It's just... It's so dumb. Oh, my God. Ah, dear. That said, sometimes you just wish they didn't bother making the game region-free and they could keep it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Do I? <laughs> Do I? What, ga what uh, game are you bitching about, Adam? Let's hear it. Oh, uh, I was I was gonna I was making fun of um, what the hell is it called? Uh, Harada's weird little VR thing for the PlayStation VR, where it's basically you uh, getting to know and falling in love with some random schoolgirl. That's weird. Yeah, what's it called again? I don't I don't know, and I don't want to know. Yeah, <laughs> is it on Steam now? Oh fuck me, is it? Speaking of Steam, um. So we, we kind of got in this conversation before um, we got on the podcast about, about just gifts and, and wish lists. And we took a li yeah. look at Flyer's wish list and Flyer's um, Steam library. I got to say, the man himself is putting like indie game developers' children through college. Like, bro, he owns more games than the Saudi Prince. Like, Flyer, what's going on there? What do you mean? Bro. Saudi Prince should keep up. 
<laughs> like, man, 5, like 5,000 Steam games. How many of those have you actually played? We don't talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> man with giant library finally excited to play games. Is it less than 1%? Man with a giant library still has no time to read books. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's like I swear to God, it's gonna be like that one. Um, what is it? Twilight Zone or whatever, where the guy's like, like the world yeah, ends, yeah, yeah. but like he's like, oh, he yeah, finally, I finally have time to read. And his glasses, glasses, glasses. Yeah. It's like flyers gonna be like, I finally have time to play games, and it's like mouse stops working. It's, it's not fair. It's not I fair. I, num- I think I ran the number that if I tried to play each of them for like an hour. Like, just one hour for each of them. It would take me uh, the next, like, 13 years. Holy shit. What the fuck? Hold on, let's see. Like, why would you... Oh my god. And that's without sleeping, or pooping, or working, or anything like that. Hours to days... We're gonna hook this man up to like an IV of Red Bull and a food. Well, let's let's do let's let's do our favorite thing. Let's let's just do some some math. I know I know everyone oh, loves I'm doing math. the math already. Okay, what's what what is your math that you're doing here, Flyer? Because I'm curious. Uh, my math says that if I played uh, each of these games for one hour without sleeping, without resting, without doing anything at all, it would take me thirty six and a half years. Really? Flyer. For an hour? Yeah, one hour. That doesn't each. sound right. Fly, you're insane. Uh, oh, you know what? Hold on. I actually had the number wrong. Yeah. Let's Hold see on. Here. 5,390. Okay. Hey, Google, that's how hours. many days is in 5,390 hours? 360. Well, 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 no. Well, no, because I got to take the number, then I got to multiply it by... Uh, why are you multiplying? Would you just divide? Oh no, it's gonna be. What? I don't know. Okay, so okay, let's 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 take this through. Okay, because between the three of us, we should be able to solve for x, right? Like like we took we took high school math. Some of us took college math, right? I cannot believe I cannot believe my professor was right, and I am going to try to solve for x later in life. What the fuck? Okay. So we need to figure out how many. Oh no, that's right. I okay, multiplied so by I, minutes. I that's right. I literally just got the answer on my Google. It's two hundred and sixteen days. That also doesn't. So, I don't know. Okay, yeah, hold on. I, hold, 5, on hold on. Hold on. I, I, let me. Let me. I want to. I want to do. I want to do fucking math. Okay. So. So basically, he has two hundred twenty-four days. Okay, you have five hundred three hundred ninety-three, five thousand three hundred ninety-three games. So we consider each of those would be an hour, correct? Yeah. Okay. So there are twenty-four hours in a day. So basically, we would divide this by twenty-four, and that's two hundred twenty-four point seven days. Now, if we, and that's without sleeping, that's without stopping, that's nonstop. So yeah. That's basically two thirds of a year, give or take. Yeah. So, realistically, let's say you did have all the time and you could take breaks in between. Let's just say you broke it up into eight hour, eight hour shifts on that. So, would we 
what time, multiply that by eight or what? Yeah, multiply by eight. Yeah, multiply by eight. So it'd be like one thousand seven hundred ninety-seven days. Or. Or. Uh, on, divide that by three hundred and sixty-five. For almost five years. And remember, that's only one hour each. That's not completion. Yeah, that's only one hour a game. That's fly. That's too many games. Okay, but hear me out. That's only on Steam. Oh. Oh God, I forgot about him and itch. That doesn't count Epic. That doesn't count itch. Doesn't count Game Pass. It doesn't count console. I didn't. I didn't think of that. I oh Jesus. That doesn't count emulators. Oh fuck. One day he'll have the time. <laughs> no, That's... I won't, because then it would really take the 36 and a half <laughs> years, wouldn't it? It really would. Holy shit. See, like, there's so many games. I- I've accepted this at this point in my life where there are so many games that have come out that I will not play. So I don't I try not to bother with them if I know I'm never going to play it. There are some games I'm, I'm really interested in. I do want to play. But for the most part, I just stick to the series that I'm already invested in. And I'm just going to play those. If there's a spinoff, yeah, I'll pick it up. Like, I love Dragon Quest. So, of course, I picked up Dragon Quest Treasures. I haven't played it yet, but my wife's playing it. So I'm just kind of watching it through her. And if I ever do pick it up and play it, I will. But, like, I have it as an option. See, one thing that I have considered is that I've... Uh... Is that I'm gonna make my accounts open to people, so that way, in the event of my uh dis my disappearance from planet Earth, other people can k- pick up the, the the crusade against video games. <laughs> it's a crusade. crusade against video games. Yes, we have to beat all of them. Oh Jesus Christ! And then they'll be done, and then there will be no more. I don't think that's how that works. I think I think oh. people keep making games. I mean, how many video games do you think are out there that have just never been beaten because nobody's cared enough to do it? Probably a lot more than we realize because at least we forget Steam Greenlight was a thing for a very very long time. I wish I wish Steam Greenlight still was a thing. That was one of the more interesting projects they did. And the concept was good. The problem was people used it for let's be real, yeah, Unity garbage. asset flips. And it was painfully abused. Uh, looking at uh, without without getting uh, too deep into it, I think uh, a few years ago I did a video about a indie game promotion company that was effectively a scam. Um, there were effectively companies out there that specialized in, oh yeah, we'll get your thing greenlit. We'll we'll get greenlit for you. And they just had a hundred like just bot accounts do the upvote for you to get, I mean, to get it that Steam... he's needed. Steam Greenlight or no, there's still some random wacky shit that pops up on Steam. I'm fucking looking at you, fucking furry Hitler. What the actual shit? Well, that's that's okay, because now see, to get a game on Steam, you just gotta pay the thousand dollars. That's all so you gotta you do. Say now that, but, but there are weirder ones than furry Hitler. I I don't I don't I I don't know no I don't I don't. You like to know about heel Hitler? Oh my god! I just scroll down to new and trending, and on there there it's there's a game it's where called. Where you play is Freud. Oh no! Uh, okay, so this is on my. I just scrolled down on on my Steam library, not Steam library, Steam Steam Store, new and trending. Here are the games. Are you ready? Okay. We well, have. Let me see where my new and trending is. Hold on. Where, where 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 are you seeing this? Okay, this is on the store page at the at the bottom near near the bottom last quarter of the page, last third. Okay, you guys ready? Here's here's what I have. Since I have my account is is able to view NSFW because I am an adult man. Okay, I like yeah. movies. I will admit. Yeah, I'm looking. Okay. 
Here we go. Yeah, sure. I have, have, I have Waifu Fighter, which is a basically punch out, but you're punching them so hard their clothes come off. Uh, On super wish list. Super lesbian animal RPG. What? I don't. I look, man. I don't know what the fuck you skipped talking. over. You skipped over one. Hold on. It's, it must be one you see that I don't see. I have fresh Call, start. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Dune Stalker is in between Waifu Fighter and Super Lesbian Animal RPG. I, that's not mine for some reason. I also have Fresh Start Cleaning Simulator, which looks really yeah. weird. Um, I have Antimatter Dimensions, which is a strategy game. I don't know. X Plane X Plane Twelve, which is a flying game, looks like. Sex with Hitler Two. Two? There's two of those? Yeah. No, there's three actually. It's part of the Führer set for twelve seventy six. You get oh. Sex with Hitler, Sex with Hitler Two, Wait, Sex with Hitler Three D. How much? Uh, twelve seventy six. Really. Although the weird thing is that you have the Führer set, which is twelve seventy six, and then you have Führer Deluxe, which is the same three things, but for a buck forty cheaper. I hate it here. This has been Inset Title Hair Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. No, we are not ending on sex with Hitler. No, I, why I'm not? Sure. Ava Braun sure. did. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this man died. I think that's been all from insert title here. Yeah. Insert title here. Go like the things. Go tweet the things. And remember, don't don't play sex with Hitler too. Bye. Don't be silly. Wrap your willy. Bye. Smellman's, I'm looking at the brown mustard. Stop. <laughs>